Millennial Veterans, my veterans, and welcome back to the Millennial Veteran Podcast. I am your co-host, being Andy Jane, and we got... Just Carmen. In the flesh. This is one of the first podcasts we have done together. In living color. Like, I can touch her face. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure the quality is even better now because we're both here. So let's get it popping. What are we going to be talking about today, Carmen? Okay, so as you guys should know, it's June um, 2018. And it is Mental Health Awareness Month, right? Yep. Yeah. So you've seen, if you guys are following us, we posted a few things here and there. You know, we're a fairly new podcast. Um, so we kind of still do things all in-house. However, we wanted to make sure that we touched on this subject because it is very critical to our population. Um, as humans, it is very critical. But as veterans and active duty uh National Guard, reservists, it's very, very crucial um, and has been impacting our community immensely. Uh, Andy and I are not strangers to losing battle buddies uh, due to, you know, untreated mental health. Um, So it's really something that we want to touch on and share um, some resources with you guys and maybe um, shed some light on a situation that some people are afraid to talk about. Um, I know it's like the Black Plague. Nobody wants to talk about it. It's not being discussed. Um, And people just don't want to be stereotyped or placed with that stigma that they have a mental illness. So they don't talk about it. They go untreated and then we have all these issues. Um, So we're going to talk about it a little bit. Um, Maybe we'll share a story or two. Um, We recently read a story like very recently read a story in the military times about an individual just four hours ago at this point um a veteran uh went down to the state capitol in georgia um downtown atlanta and strapped some flammable objects to to himself along with some firecrackers doused himself in a flammable liquid and lit himself on fire Um, And he said it was in protest to uh, improper treatment at the VA. Of all places. Wow. Shocker. (laughs) Such a shocker. So we all have our frustrations with the VA, um, if you can't tell. It's it's a slow-moving process. You know, it's something to be expected as a veteran. However, um, their inability to capture their audience in a way that was going to be able to help decrease the amount of fatalities due to mental illness has not uh, gone in a positive direction. What they're doing is not working, so they need to readjust their program in general and maybe get some doctors in there that actually care about veterans rather rather than hiring these people who have never served in a lot of cases Um, who don't understand the route a veteran takes every day prior to getting to them. You know, they don't know their journey prior to them getting to the VA. So I think that if the VA was to actually check back and look back and and see where they're going wrong when it comes to these mental illnesses, it probably benefit a lot of the veteran community when it comes to mental health. That's my just my little tidbit. I think looking at it from the professional standpoint, from my industry, 
if you guys don't know, I do a lot of career development transition and things like that. It's the pay issue. Mm -hmm. They don't want to, or they can't, because of budget, pay these doctors Mm -hmm. what they're worth. Mm-hmm. So what do you, how many of y'all E1, D2s, E3s, E4s walked into work and was like, y'all don't pay me enough for this? Yeah. I'm done with the Army. I'm done with the Marine Corps. I'm done with this because you don't pay me enough to deal with this. Mm-hmm. In most cases, those people who aren't getting paid enough are doing more work than the person that's being paid yeah. the higher double digits or the six-figure salaries. Mm-hmm. So if you're not paying this doctor, well, let's not even say the doctor because the doctor isn't doing the brunt of the work. Mm-hmm. The RN is, mm-hmm. the uh, the techs are, mm-hmm. they're doing all the work. Mm-hmm. So you paying this tech ten fifty an hour, mm-hmm. you're paying the doctor a hundred thousand, and all they do is sign off on a prescription or some shit. Exactly. Oh. And so now this um, tech doesn't care. Mm-hmm. So she's like, whatever, I don't care, whatever. I'm not going to draw your blood properly, or mm-hmm. this referral might get delayed, or Let's let's say let's take a step back and let's say maybe it's not a salary issue. Mm-hmm. You can't hire enough people, but you have all these veterans being filtered through. Mm-hmm. It's like a parent who is overpromising and underdelivering, mm-hmm. and that's what's happening. We have all these great things for you. Come look inside, and you mm-hmm. get inside, and you like, dog, mm-hmm. where's my stuff? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like going to Walmart. And during an apocalypse, and there's no water. Like, <laughs> I think the biggest thing, the issue, like I said, the, the issue with the VA is just they don't, like, they're hiring people who don't care. Teachers are hella underpaid, but yet there are still some awesome teachers out there that are making sure that these students are getting what they need to get out of school, out of their education. So I really feel like it's more of a people issue. Like, y'all hiring people that don't care and who aren't willing to make sacrifices. Because, like I said, these teachers are sometimes going into their own pockets to get school supplies. So it's just a basic it's just a basic human thing to me. Oh, my. It's not that. I, I mean, don't know. being a veteran and having to battle the VA since 2012, I've had doctors who cared so mm-hmm. i can't even say it's that because mm-hmm. like my doctor like legitimately cared mm-hmm. like little dominican lady i called her my little chihuahua because she was like an ankle biter because she was so short mm-hmm. but her bark was just so like amazing like she i never wanted for anything any referral i needed she made sure i had it, any medication any anything i needed she made sure i had it and if i came to her and said this person's not doing their job she'd be like okay don't worry i got you she was cool Mm-hmm. And now she's gone. And that was Where's in she, August. Where'd she go? I don't know. They don't tell you when mm-hmm. these doctors leave. I got to, like, stalk her on LinkedIn, and hopefully she updates her LinkedIn or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But she left in August. I'm just now getting a new doctor. Dang. Like, literally, my appointment's on Friday. And then they sent me a letter. They didn't get my referral. The referral was put in two weeks ago. And it, it's, a, it's, a pro, it's a broken system of mm-hmm. people who do... Not that they don't care. I really feel like it's an underpayment thing because the issues that they're having are administrative issues. Mm-hmm. So issues at the executive, mm-hmm. like the admin assistant level, mm-hmm. not filing paperwork properly, mm-hmm. not inputting data, um, not properly filling prescriptions. That's a pharmacy text issue. Yeah. You know, those are all the supporting roles and you're not paying them what they're worth. You're right. bringing them in as like GS5s, GS4s, yeah, and you're having them cover the brunt of the work, whereas this GS13 14 is walking around the tie with a big pot belly at the VA eating the sandwich, walking up and down the clinics. Mm-hmm. Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. So, I feel like if they 
put more time and care and actually created a system where the people felt valued and they made it so that their work was empowering. Mm -hmm. Like, I have purpose. If I don't come to work today, these people do not get help. Mm -hmm. Instead of, damn, I got to come to the VA again. They don't even even care about the veterans. Why do I care? Right. No, that makes sense. I feel like, yeah, if if they did that, then I think we'd have a a way better veterans administration system. I do have this this video to share because it's crazy. Somebody just sent it to me today. And this poem, like, hit home for me. It's definitely going to talk about some mental, some mental health in there. So I feel like this is kind of like a perfect time to play it. Go so for it. We about to play it. I'll have my home to join the I serve a country that does not value my voice, simply closed captions me to fit whatever narrative they deem patriotic. America, these so star-spangled awesomeness, people wearing skin like mine, as crimes in progress. If you never put on a fucking uniform, don't tell me what I'm fighting for. I learned early the ideal. First, people always and soon after the reality of mission first, mission always, you don't know pain, do you know the remorse of survival? Soldiers hide shrapnel of battlefields we never leave under our uniforms and in our memories. Uncle Sam might molest you, but he pays for college. Please. Dysfunction is not to be spoken of outside of this family, this uniform, this family, this formation, this family, what's left, and this foxhole stays in this foxhole like arms, legs, sanity. I will never leave a fallen comrade. I will never accept defeat. I will never quit. I took this oath without reservation or purpose of evasion. Being a soldier means convincing yourself it's all for a worthy cause. Being a soldier means being caught between politics and Wall Street. The military are America's middle children, the forgotten GIs whose broken bodies and tombstones are receipts for this American way of life. We were manufactured to destroy the enemy at close combat, so when we begin to rust, you will discard us. So we over-lubricate ourselves with whiskey and wine to maintain proper functioning. The military are America's middle children. You know that? It feels horrible. We can't worry about the war games being played on the home front while playing politics in foreign sandboxes. Having home in your sights will only get you boxed in to a 21 gun salute. Detail, attention, a hero, tuck your teeth back into your fucking head. Ain't no smiling at attention. Basic training was the funniest place I was never allowed to laugh. I heard so many jokes, like 40 veterans walk into a hospital. They die while waiting for treatment. What does America call the veterans it loves so much? Homeless. What do you call a soldier with no legs, medically discharged? What do you call a soldier whose wife cheats on him while he's in a combat zone? A suicide risk. What do you call a convoy caught in an ambush with no help coming? A funeral procession. Did you hear the one about the soldier who died before he ever got to meet his newborn? Why aren't you laughing? Haven't you learned to adapt and overcome yet? Isn't it funny how everyone is thankful for your service? And so you asked him to make a sacrifice? Wow. That's crazy. What did you think of that? That's crazy. Like, I went through so many different emotions. Emotions during that, right? Oh, my God. Like, I want to know who he is. Like, I have, like, yeah. 
We need to have him featured. Like, we really need to have him on the podcast. This is R. Right. Yeah, we need to have him. And that was amazing. There's a lot of great people out here that can share a story. Um, I know I ran into a female veteran, and she wrote this poem about MST and, you know, how she wanted to end her life because her unit just didn't care. She went to them and told them about what was happening to her, the trauma that she had endured, and the only thing they basically told her was, you're a female, that's what you're there for. I mean, I myself have had my unit say that to me, being a victim of MST, and they're like, okay. And I was like, like, really? Like, this is what you tell your soldiers? You Mm -hmm. don't get them help. You don't care about it. You just see the females as whatever, Mm -hmm. and the guys, you know, sorry guys but they glorify the guys when it comes to male female Mm -hmm. and i'm sorry that we're having to bring this up but in this you know whole me too movement and this gender equality type of environment that we're kind of in it's you know it has to be said that it's always been the boys club right you know there hasn't really been a space for females and then for andy and i to be in a male dominated industry as far as our career choices we're in it that is a male dominated industry in a male dominated organization we were at from the beginning we're no molly pitcher we're not bringing you water <laughs> you know and band-aids right. in the field right we're helping you build networks and communicate and you know talk amongst each other speak to your families and mm-hmm. things like that you know and to be in that type of industry and then come to your unit or your command and say hey something's happening to me and you just basically say okay and right. i got a problem too you know mm-hmm. i'm not at home with my family or you know and just not really care and have the disregard really put you in a doubt downward spiral to where you feel like you're alone and then you're left with your emotions right and you're left with nothing clear there's no one there clarify what mst means so mst is military sexual trauma mm-hmm. so it's a sexual trauma that can happen to like men or women um while in service and sexual trauma can be it's like PTSD, but in a sexual form. Right. Um, so it can be rape. It can be uh, someone fondling you. Mm-hmm. It can be unwanted kissing, unwanted touching. It can be an array of things. Um, but, you know, when you come and you're talking to someone about it and they just don't, you know, they, they don't, don't even hand you off to the right resources. No, you know what my mind my did to me? And I know a lot of my listeners, if you know me, you might be like, oh, my God. Or you're like, I can't believe she said that or she, she's telling this. But I went to my unit and they were like, basically, well, that's what you're there for. That's what my male sergeant, I'll never forget it. That's what you're there for. And I was like, okay, well, I need help. And I remember crying and crying and crying. And they were like, soldiers don't cry. What you sitting over here crying for? You weak. That's why women don't belong in the army. And I was like, okay. So they were like, you need to go to mental health. I remember going to mental health, and when, I don't know if you guys have ever been to mental health in any capacity, in the military, after the military. If you come in there, put together, your hair brushed and looking like something, they feel like you don't have a mental health problem. Right. You got to come in there funky with your hair all over your place. Like, you ain't brush your You got to look like what you're going through. Exactly. When we as minorities already have been walking this earth, going through shit, and we have to look as if we're not going through anything. So when we join the military and we do that, oh, it's a problem. We we can't do that. No. Yeah. So, but when I went there, what they prescribed to me was Ambien. What? 
to get over the nightmares because it became a reoccurring thing for me. I was having the nightmares. I was thinking people were, like, in my house. Uh-huh. Um, it was just, it was a really bad time for me, and they gave me Ambien. And during the time, my attacker lived in my home. They couldn't remove him, couldn't do anything. I was like, so you're going to give me something to put me to sleep, so now I'm even more at risk. Well, if you don't take it, then we'll just report to your unit that nothing happened. Well, technically, you cannot report to my unit anything because right. this is HIPAA. <laughs> HIPAA violation. Like, hello. <laughs> um, but so then they tried. So I filed an IG report. Nothing happened uh, from that. And then I ended up getting out the military. And then I became the VA's mental issue. Mm-hmm. And it took me almost two years to get into my final destination at the mental health clinic where I live. And that's after moving around and actually getting proper treatment. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, trying to get proper treatment. Right. Um, so my psychiatrist would shove medication. And this is something that they do, you know, put the Band-Aid. She's like, oh, take this, take this, take this. Try this, try this. Did yeah, this it was just, I was like a trial. Mm-hmm. And I was like, finally I had to tell her, I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. I can't talk to you. You're not working. I went back to my primary care doctor, and her and I, like I said, she was a really caring individual. So mm-hmm. I was just like, hey, this is what's going on. They keep shoving medication. I need to fix this issue. Like, this, um, I need help. Like, I got right. kids. I need help. So I was like, can we try a holistic approach? Right. And I went to, not psychiatry, uh-huh. but psychologists. Uh-huh. And they have, like, support groups. And it's great. Mm-hmm. Right? So the VA does have certain things. However, for people who have jobs and want to leave normal lives, mm-hmm. why is your support group at 7 a.m.? So here's a flaw to an ongoing issue. Mm-hmm. The VA says, we have a program for you. Okay, great. Sign me up. It's at 7 a.m. Ma'am, pause. 7 a.m.? I'm not, not that I'm not getting up. Yeah, I'm going to get up. But how many other people are in here? I can't do group settings. I'm in, I have to do things individually. 7 a.m. is just too much. What if I have to go to work? I got kids. My kids go to school at 8. I got to be at work by 8.30. 7 a.m. doesn't work for me. Who's going to watch my kid? Well, that's not our problem. We have a program for you come. Well, it's in a group setting. Again, I can only do things individually. And I can't have a male doctor. I have to have a female doctor. Like, there are so many things that go into it. Right. How? What about those people that fall into the line? And I think, just to take it back to the gentleman who protested in Georgia. Right. That's some of his, I'm more than positive, that's some of the issues that he's going through. Well, what about me? You have yeah. this cookie-cut solution for what you think a veteran is, and nobody fits that profile. Right. How do you fix this so that we can create a solution for today's veteran? There is a group called the Cohen Group, mm-hmm. and they do mental health um, free mental health for uh, military service members, mm-hmm. veterans, the family support members, and children. I can check that out for sure. I posted it on our on our Instagram. <laughs> That's how y'all know. <laughs> so I control the Instagram. This is Carmen. <laughs> now y'all know who controls Instagram. I posted one thing on our Instagram story, and I think it was uh, the Space Force outfit. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, okay. And Dara Just... has decided to join Space Force. You heard it here first. <laughs> she is joining Space Force. She's a part of their first mission to Mars. Um, yeah. If I can't, if I can't dress like Xenon did the 13th century, or the, what was she, the 21st century? 
don't know. Chick. Anyways, if I can't dress like Xenon and Raven did in that Disney movie, I ain't, I ain't doing it. Yeah, but I'm not coming out of retirement for the Space Horse. So you guys have fun in space because I don't know who our enemies are, foreign or domestic, <laughs> in space. <laughs> this is space, right? Foreign or domestic. Yes, yeah, foreign or extraterrestrial. Extraterrestrial. But anyways, back to mental health. That's don't no no that has to be that that is definitely fitting. What space that force? Someone came up with the space force. That's flips hair. Um, so yeah, because y'all do know the air force covers space too. That's the really mentally messed up thing about the whole situation. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> How did this podcast turn into God, space force? I no, to be thing. honest, if you look back at videos from of Lance Armstrong and the two other gentlemen that you know put footprints on the moon, apparently. When they came back and did they press conference, their face was shook. Their whole energy was shook. They didn't look like they were excited that they just went to the moon. They was the first humans to be on the moon. They put their footprints up there. They just put the American flag. Go USA. These people was on stage at this press conference shook. Heads down. Barely wanted to look at people. Like, they were shook. tired. Nah, nah <laughs> man. I don't care. They, they seen some stuff or something. Something happened. Which is why we need a space force. If we get in the military out there that means it's something <laughs> that's not funny <laughs> it's something out there what what we need a military for out there if it's i don't know because air exciting. force they cover the intellectual side of the satellites and everything roaming in space you know most astronauts are actually in the air force uh, yeah or were previously in the air force so it's like what the only reason why they would need a military in space is to fight who we fight i don't even want to i don't i don't want to know <laughs> i don't want to know I don't. Marvin the Martian can have all the that. sun, the Mars, the ET Uranus. I don't. Uh, ET and them. Phone home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, to bring it back. So I know I mentioned earlier um, that Andy and I had lost battle buddies or friends to, you know, mental health conditions. And um, I know for me, it was kind of sad um, to even hear about anybody that i knew doing harming themselves or someone else because of an untreated condition or ignored condition or when they came back from overseas they just weren't being treated properly or um, disregarded right Um, this being disregarded is one of the main contributors i feel to mental illness because someone has to see it other than you Mm -hmm. they're they're just behavioral things that people do right um, they stop taking care of themselves. They maybe let's say they were high maintenance at one point. They become low maintenance. Irritable, definitely mood swings, all that stuff. Their eating changes. Maybe they gain weight. They lose weight significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, the things they cared about, they don't care about anymore. They no longer take interest in things they used to, that they used to enjoy. I mean, there's a whole questionnaire that we do when we come back from post deployment, and I know, I know for a fact, most people answer that stuff true in a sense because they want to gain help but when you go back there at this post-deployment um health assessment and you tell the person that you're talking the doctor that is going to sign off the doctor that is going to sign off on this um health assessment and all they refer you to is do you think you should go see health you know mental health do you think you should see mental health and you're like yeah yeah okay well just make sure you set that up why don't you set it up you're the doctor why don't you set that up right there why don't you give me a referral on the spot 
So when you go to the VA, they fill out the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have like a happy face, smiley, a smi- happy face, sad face, and then you know one through five. How do you right. feel? Do you right. have? Um, how's your mood? Mm-hmm. Do you? Uh, have you lost interest? In the have last you lost month interest in things? Yeah, do you stop having sex? Yeah. Things like that. And I think the issue is on the veteran side. It's not that it's a go figure out for yourself. So many referrals get put in because most veterans go untreated while they're in service so when they get out they become the va's problem Mm -hmm. um which i think is another issue that's the one i'm speaking on yeah Yeah. in itself that now you have like this small pipe with so much coming through it Mm -hmm. and eventually it just bursts and everything goes everywhere and you're just trying to figure out well how do i clean this up and that's Mm kind of where we are now right and i feel like if we did things prior to separation like in my in my case yeah yeah that we would be better like you when you out process from the military they do your final eval you have to go to mental health mm-hmm. but some it's just literally when you go to Them mental signing health off it's on just the signing yeah. off on the document that's it they might do a little funky ass assessment and say oh okay well you only been here one time you feel better about that okay okay goodbye and you come there in like PTs at zero six mm-hmm. when nobody else is there. You sign off. You go about your business. Then you go on to the dumb steps and taps, and do your resume stuff like that. And right. that's stupid in itself. And that if you didn't have an issue before, you probably got one from there. That's a beast within itself. Right. But they, it's literally just a signature. That's it. That separates you from figuring out what the next step is going to be when it comes to mental mental health health. right and you know why they just signed it off because they don't want you to be their problem they'd rather get a fresh body into that into that manning report Mm -hmm. to fulfill mission obligation Mm -hmm. than to take care of what they already have it's like instead of putting gas in your car when it runs out of gas i'm just gonna go buy a new car that got full tank of gas right well idiot well now you're spending more money right yeah, I just need a gas cap. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Or like windshield wipers. Mm-hmm. I just need a whole new car. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. Like, in what, what? And how does that show the people that are in right now that you care about them if you're so quick to put someone out based on mental health, right. especially? And how do you expect the people who are left behind to care? Mm -hmm. To carry forth this great organization. Don't get me wrong, there are a lot of great soldiers. There are a lot of great uh, servicemen and women. Amazing. But there are also some who just don't care. And Mm -hmm. it's due to the lack of support. Mentally, uh, professionally, personally. um, And that all takes a toll. It takes a toll on you. The entire organization. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things where everybody has all these ideas on what should happen next, but the person in charge is just like, la, 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 la. Space Force, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) No, seriously, though. (laughs) I definitely think that the the higher up should be caring, caring a lot more about the veterans or the soldiers that are actually in right now. And then that way future for the millennial veteran we're not having to deal with so much stress when it comes to the va in general and the process that it takes for those mental health issues yeah another thing to reach out to your battle buddies reach out to your friends you know they're going through something reach out to them right how are you doing 
one conversation can completely change the outcome for someone else, especially if they feel like nobody cares about them and then you didn't call. Right. You know, you might have been thinking about them, but let's say you have kids and you have other stuff going on. Maybe you're trying to look for a job yourself. You're in between appointments. Right. But still, reach out to people. Hey, how are you doing? Send them a text. I mean, hit them on Instagram, FaceTime. Send them a funny dog filter on Snapchat, like something. Right. Let them know, hey, I'm thinking about you. I care. You know, I might not have the time to come see you or the money or the resources because that plays a huge a huge role in mental health. That financial aspect, not being able to make ends meet or barely making ends meet or having so much debt that people feel like they're better off just not here than to deal with this financial strain and struggle that life has to provide them. Yeah. Um, but check on them. See how they're doing. I know we all like... Um, oh, well, I ain't helping nobody. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do this for this person because people don't do this. Yeah, well, one day that might be you. Right. You and know? you definitely want to put out what you the energy, what you want to get back. You have to be the change that you want to see in the world, and I believe that is a Gandhi quote. Or Michael Jackson. No. Man in the mirror. It's not like <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm so dumb. Asking him to change his ways. That's why we join army because we can't sing. Yeah, but we true. find uh, we find yeah, like some R and B singers. We cute now. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I just feel like if we work together on while we're in and out instead of competing with each other, and we actually look out for one another, one another and help provide resources, then we'd be great. But like I said, there are other organizations out there that do do that. Um, I know there's Given Hour, Center Stone, the Cohen Group. Um, I can post them later on. Make sure that you guys are just um, policing each other and making sure that everyone is okay. Um, I know in this podcast, you know, Andy and I started it together collectively as one. And, you know, we met back in AIT. You know, and over the years, we've always kept in contact, even if it was just like a, hey, girl, hey, what's up? How you doing? Yeah. What kids doing? Exactly. It's always been something. You right. know, she was the only person I let called me, and I think my husband let call me in the middle of the night <laughs> without problems. He'd be like, I swear for the longest time, he thought that she was a guy because I always called her by her last name. Right. <laughs> so. Hey, I was like, JoJo. Right. We were staying up talking to Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a girl. I had to make her FaceTime me from Italy one time. I was like, girl, can you please show him that you are a female? But, you know, just being able to connect and you know we have some other battles that we keep contact with even if it's just on facebook we keep in contact with them hey how you doing should i like your picture your kid's cute you know oh look right. at my little baby something do something yeah. you know maybe do an annual trip with your closest people um do something and i feel like if we try to help each other more instead of doing the same thing that's being done to us and disregarding we might be able to create a not a solution, but help slow down this rate of 22. Right, for sure. It's all about awareness. Just being aware of your fellow battles. Right. And aware, of, and if you're not a battle, if you're not a veteran and you're just listening to support mm -hmm. myself or Carmen, just being aware that the struggle with this career that we have chosen isn't an easy struggle. Like, we, we appreciate that you support us in our services and stuff, but... 
we ask that you sacrifice something, whether it's your time to talk to a veteran, whether it's your time to donate to a veteran service organization, whether it's you referring a friend that you know needs a job that would care about veterans. Whatever the case is, we ask that you just understand and possibly sacrifice what you can in order to make it a better veteran space or support space. That was very good. I like that. Thank you. I like that. I like that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, I mean, if you guys have any questions or if you guys need any additional assistance, like we can talk about this all day, but we just kind of wanted to have a candid conversation that shed light on something that's ongoing and that we clearly know it's not going to change. Um, So, like I said, you guys have any questions, you need anything, you have topic discussions you want us to go over you want to shout somebody out we might need to do that do shout outs yes (laughs) um you can email us at ask.tmv at gmail.com and you know we we'd love to hear from you guys if you guys just have a comment you absolutely love us you absolutely do not like us let us know so that we can make block no i'm just (laughs) lying we're not gonna block you we're probably going to change our ways and then we might block you. No, I'm kidding. We're, we're not. <laughs> we're going to change our ways and we're going to make sure that we are just providing a perspective that everyone can appreciate. Um, you might not always like it, but I'm sure you can appreciate a double-edged sword, you know? Right. So that is all, and that concludes this episode. Shout out to everybody that listens to this podcast, especially if you're not one dealing with a mental issue. But just know and be aware next. um, Look to your left and your right when it comes to your battle buddies. And look ahead to those veterans that you so thank for their service. But for more, follow us on Instagram at TheMillVet. Make sure you hit us up and let us know some stuff. All right? No, not bye. Not bye. Check you later. She said, look to your left and your right and in front of you. But don't forget about the ones you left behind. The ones on your six. That's all. Now we can say bye. (laughs) Okay.